I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here and some men that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is with power. It's not with just words. It's with power. It's with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's with the Father and Jesus looking on. That's what we're after. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you open our eyes, that we can see, that you open our ears, that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this, Father, Father, I ask that you put a spirit of grace in this meeting. I thank you. I ask in Jesus' name a spirit of grace, a spirit of grace on this meeting. What we don't deserve, what we didn't even ask for, but you did anyway. Father, I thank you for this, and I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. I want to begin by sharing with you those that you are watching on uh, YouTube, those of you that are watching me on Facebook and are not part of the live stream. Next week, next Thursday, we are going to begin our meetings on Zoom. And I want to invite anyone who is interested to join me live on Zoom, the women's meeting. And if you want to, if that is an interest to you, and I'll post this on my Facebook, but if you want to, if you will email me, whoever you are, if you will email me at KD, Kathy Davidson, KD, at KDWOL dot com, KD, Kathy Davidson, WOL, water of life dot com. And I will get you hooked up to our women's meetings live broadcast on Zoom. We will be doing webinars. And I believe that's what God told me this morning. We're going more public. And you know what I, I know that means? More power. More power. God does not ever lead you into something that you are going to fail in. And we don't fail because we got Jesus in us. With that, we are going to begin a series, another one. We finished what Jesus bought, and, and I tell you what, we, we've had some crazy things happen this week at our house this last week, and we are also getting ready this ministry and me to go on Zoom. So my life this last week has been very hectic and very crazy, and, and sometimes when you're walking this way, you just got to Put blinders on your eyes and not look at anything else. Keep your eyes on God and keep moving forward. Well, um, it was crazy. And I got up this morning early, which I usually do, this time more earlier than usual. And I went downstairs. I went out on our, we have a small patio. There's a couple chairs there and, you know, a couple cats joined me. But I sat down with a cup of coffee and I didn't even know where to start. I didn't. Uh, it was so crazy, and I hadn't spent the time I wanted to in the Lord like I normally do. And, and, I, and, and I thought, how am I going to do this? And I looked up at the stars. The stars. 
that God made. That God made. And the voice of the Spirit of God said to me, there is nothing impossible with God. And you know what that did? It cleared everything out. It cleared away the mist and the darkness and the chaos and the, and the cares of the world. It just cleared them all away. And it was me and God. I didn't even know what we were going to do today. And he gave it to me in just a couple minutes. He gave it to me and he wants the series called How Jesus Did It. Oh, when I heard that, I thought, yes. Because you know what I know? When God has me minister something, the first person he's talking to is me. There are so many things that come out of my mouth that I never considered until they came out of your mouth, came out of my mouth. So we are going to do that today. I'm going to begin with one of my favorite verses, John 10, 35, because it needs to be said here. There are going to be things that we are going to show some of you, and you're going to say, oh, no, nope. I can't believe that. Well, you're going to have to because of this verse. This verse, John 10, 35, Jesus speaking because it's in red. He says, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Do you see that? The Messiah said that the scripture cannot be broken. So whatever's in this Bible, you can't mess up. You can't twist. You can't break. It is there. And it's there for eternity. It was there before, eternity, before the world was even created. This word was there. You can't break it, thank God. You can bet your life on it. You can hang on to it when there is nothing left. And it'll hold you. And it'll carry you through. And you'll have victory because of the word. And that word was with God. That word was with God. And he was God. And he was with God. There were two in heaven. There was the word and there was God. And they were equal in a sense Jesus said at one place, he said, the Father is greater than I. The Father is greater than I, but they were both there. And then that word, by the direction of the Father, who was greater than he, the Father said, I want you to go to earth. I'm sending you. And that word, that word left paradise, left heaven, left the magnificence, left the light, Left all that and came to earth. So I want you to go with me to Luke 1, 37. What I said in the beginning, Luke 1, 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. I want to remind you about our God, and you've heard it before. This is the God that opened up the Red Sea for 2 million people to walk through on dry land. That's our God. This is the God that with Jesus created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. That's our God. There's no other God above him. He is above all gods or what you call 
gods. You will find in that word that what people call a god other than the heavenly father is nothing but a devil. If you worship anything other than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus, the father of Jesus, he has to be the father of Jesus. If you worship any other gods, you're worshiping a devil. There is only one God, and he is far above all gods. And that God, our God, it says, spread out the heavens like a curtain. I've hung curtains. And it says he created the heavens with the breath of his mouth. That's our God. That's the one we pray to. Not only that, but when Joshua went into the land and he was fighting for the Amorites, he wasn't even fighting for himself. He asked God, he said, hold the sun still. And the earth stopped. Don't be so crazy to say that Joshua fought in the dark. Are you nuts? He stopped the world from spinning till Joshua could get the job done. And not only that, but our God decided to help him and he started raining down rocks on the enemy. More people were killed by God's rocks than Joshua's army. Whose side do you want to be on? That's our God. Our God's the one that kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from burning in the furnace. Not only that, Jesus came down and talked to them, ministered, fellowshiped with them. The whole time the rest of Israel in their rebellion was getting destroyed. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why? Because he was their God. Israel had put him away. They wouldn't follow him. They wouldn't worship him. They wouldn't make him their God. But he stuck with the people that made him their God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could not burn. They're burning Christians now in the Middle East. We have a God that will stop you from being burned if you will walk with him, if you will make him your God, not religion your God. Make him your God. He was with Daniel in the lion's den. In the lion's den. The lions, the lions were not fed. So that if anybody was thrown down, they were immediately eaten. But when Daniel was thrown down there and they covered up the pit, Daniel slept with the lions. And when the king opened the hatch the next day, Daniel, could your God save you? And Daniel said, hello. May the king live forever. The angels have shut the lion's mouth. Whose God do you want to be? Who, who do you want to have as your God? Not only that, but you have you have um, Peter getting ready to be slaughtered the next day. I love it. The story of Peter 
preaching the gospel. They put him in chains. They already killed James. Now they're after Peter. Peter's Easter Sunday service. They're going to chop off Peter's head. Guess what? Guess what? I love it. Peter's sleeping in prison. He wasn't on his face weeping. He wasn't crying. He wasn't screaming. He was sleeping. Why was Peter sleeping? Jesus promised him when he was old, he would die. Peter knew he wasn't old yet. The angel slapped him on the side and said, wake up, get up. His chains fell off. Peter walks out. You know what's amazing? You know, he walked out of prison. He walked out of prison. And there wasn't a posse sent after him. Nobody could find Peter. They never did get him. God wants you to walk out of prison. You're going to walk out of prison. And they won't even come look for you. If he's your God. If he's your God. And he sent Jesus. Jesus went to the cross for us. He didn't go for himself. He went for you. And he carried your iniquities. And he took on all your sickness. And he took on all your poverty. And he took every curse that you deserved. And your ancestors deserved. He took them all on his body. And they raised him up. And they hung him there in front of the whole world naked. And it got very dark. And he stayed with it. I love what I read the other day. He's, he set his face as flint. He was going to get the job done. What was he doing? Saving me. What was he doing? He was saving me. He was saving you. And he was going to get the job done. And everything had to be completed. And he was going to stay there with it until it was all done. Why? Because he loved me. And he loved you. And God gave him that assignment. And he loved God. And when it was all done, and when he knew everything was accomplished that he needed to accomplish on the cross, for me, for you, for you, he stayed there until he knew it was done for you. Then he said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. Not a moment before. Not a moment before. Oh, what a relief that must have been. Oh, no. Because he died with my sin on him. With every wicked thing I'd ever done or thought he died with. With every wicked thing anybody had ever thought or done. Even the ones that won't ever follow him, he took their sin anyway John the Baptist said behold the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world not just the sin of the good guys the sin of the world Jesus died the world's worst sinner and he went to hell because he was a sinner because he was a child molester because he was a rioter because he was a murderer, because he was a drug dealer, 
because he was a mass murderer, because he was a dictator, because he committed genocide, because he lied, because he hated God. And what did God do with him? What he had to do with him, he sent him to hell, turned his back, put all the wrath of God on Jesus. Read Psalm 88. The wrath of God was on Jesus in hell. It says, thy wrath lieth hard on me. He was paying for me. He was paying for me. Paying for the punishment for me. And all that I had done and all that I had left God for, he was paying for for me. He was paying for you. He was paying for you. Well, I don't want to follow God. He paid for you anyway. He paid for you anyway. I hate God. He paid for that too. He did it anyway. Why? Because he loved God, his father, and he loved us. And there was only one way that we were going to get saved. There was only one way we were going to get saved. Only one. Somebody was going to have to die for us. Somebody was going to have to take the punishment we deserved. Somebody was going to have to put back what Adam destroyed. And the only man that could do it was the Word. But for the Word to do it, he had to become a man. He had to become a man. Why? Because a man had to die for what man did. And you can't kill a God. You can't. You can't even kill an angel. So he had to become a man. And the wonderful thing about that man when he came to earth, it says even from a child, he knew where he was headed. He knew he was headed for the cross. But, even as, but he came as a man, and before he went to the cross, he showed us how to walk with God. He showed us exactly what was necessary, exactly how to walk. And you know what? He did it as a man. Why? It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair. He did it as a man. And he showed us how to walk. And he showed us how to get where he was, raised from the dead. He showed us exactly how to walk. And that's what we're going to look at in the next couple weeks. If you will turn with me to 1 John 2, 6. This is a familiar verse for some of us. Some of us know. Some of us are joining me for the very first time. Welcome. I love it. I love it. Because I tell you what, before I came to Water of Life, I needed, I had so many questions in my heart that were not getting answered. There was no answer. No church I listened to, no minister. I wasn't getting the answers that I needed. 
And then I came here, and I heard them. I would go at home, and I would pray, and I would ask God a question, and the next time I'd come here, the, in the middle of the message, Dole would stop and answer my question. Why? He was led by the Spirit of God. God hears you when you cry. Did you know that? If you are one of his, he hears every cry. He sees, and I know it sounds hokey, but he sees every tear. I've heard your cries at midnight, he said to me, and I've seen your tears. That was the first words. I totally forgot about that, Father. That's the first words that that minister said to me when I shared about this morning. That's the first thing he said to me. I've heard your cries at midnight. I've seen your tears. Nobody knew. Nobody knew I was spending my nights in my bedroom in tears. I was so miserable. I needed answers. I needed God, and I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know what was required of me. I was miserable. Ever felt that way? Welcome to the club. All right. Now, 1 John 2, 6. He that saith, he abideth in him. He that saith, he abideth in Jesus. It's talking about Jesus. He that saith, he abideth in him. I himself also to walk even as he walked. That is a verse in the Bible. You cannot break this verse. He that saith he abideth in Jesus, abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. According to that verse, it cannot be broken. If you say, I abide in Jesus, then you got to walk like Jesus. That'll keep some of us from talking. You're going to find out one of the first things about walking with God is, he shut up. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought also to walk as he walked. That's the word of God. We have to walk like Jesus walked. You say that is impossible. No, it's not. That is the beautiful thing about this. And I'll tell you what, if you're sitting there right now going, I can't do this, you're the very one this message is for. Because the first thing you'll realize when you see this is you don't have what it takes. But Jesus does. When you look at these words, when you look at the scriptures that we will read ahead, and your heart says, I don't have it. I don't have what it takes to walk with God. Thank God Jesus knows it. He does. He does. He knows exactly how to get you where you need to be. He knows, he does, and he can, you can't. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, how many times I thought, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to get there. And Jesus seemed like, it was like he kicked me into the next level. And you will find out that's exactly how he works. He kicks you into the next level. And then you realize if you want to breathe and live, you're going to have to swim. And you think you got it, and you're almost cool, and then there comes the next level. And you realize if you want to breathe and swim, you know, walk, and be with Jesus, you're going to have to start swimming. He's not, oh, I love the love of God. He loves you so much, he will, he will make you miserable. 
If you give your children everything they want, God bless you. You're not doing them a favor. Now, John 5, 19. I'm going to go to this verse. We're going to see a little bit about Jesus first. For those of you that say, I can't, we can't do this. Verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Look at these words with your eyes. If you, if you can't, if you don't have them with your eyes, look at them later. Because I want you to see them. I want you to hear them. I want you to understand this scripture cannot be broken. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you. This is Jesus talking. The son, the son can do nothing of himself. The son can do nothing of himself. Jesus couldn't heal a flea. Yeah, that's going to take a little time for some of us. I can do nothing of myself. That's Jesus speaking. That is Jesus speaking. I can do nothing of myself. If you will think back to your Bible school days, your Sunday school days, you will know Jesus didn't do one miracle. Not one. Not one. No, he didn't talk to the birds. That is nowhere in the Word of God. If it's not in the Bible, you don't need to be thinking about it. If it is not written in the Bible, you can't prove it happened. Jesus didn't talk to the birds. It's not in here. He could do nothing of himself. Nothing. He couldn't do one miracle. If that was the case, he'd have been doing miracles when he was two years old. Never did one. Never did one. They had to sneak him out of town as a child. Couldn't do one miracle. Couldn't do a miracle. Now, he was a rabbi or he was a teacher. He taught in their synagogues, but couldn't do one miracle. I can do nothing of myself. Thank God, because that's where we start. We can't do anything. So he started just like we have to start. Why? He's our example. Go with me to verse 30, same chapter, 5. It says, I can of mine own self do nothing. Same thing, different words. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. I can of my own self do nothing. Isn't that cool? We all start in the same place. We can do nothing. We can do nothing. Jesus started just like we did. He could do nothing. You don't believe that? Turn with me to Philippians 2. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So now we're going to look into the mind of Christ. Isn't that cool? The Bible gives you such hidden treasure. We're going to find out exactly how Jesus thought. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, 
And the word was God. And the word was with God. Two in heaven. Two gods. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not rubbery to be equal with God. And then look at the next verse. But. But. Don't ever forget those little words. But. Made himself of no reputation. If you look that word up in Strong's, it means to make yourself empty. Empty. The NIV says it a great way. It says, made himself nothing. Made himself nothing. He laid down all his godly abilities. Had to. Had to. Why? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He had to make himself nothing. So to begin like we do as nothing, he had to lay all that godly ability down. He had to lay down the power of being alive forever. He had to be able to die when he came here. So he couldn't even be an angel. He had to become a man. Angels don't die. He had to die. He had to become a man. He laid down the ability to see everything. He had to lay down the ability to know everything. He had to lay down the ability to be everywhere. All those abilities of God, he had to lay down and make himself nothing. Not even a great man. It says he became a servant. Made like a servant. Why? Because he had to do it like we do it. To become our example. He had to become us. Or it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be just. For God to say you got to walk like Jesus. But you can't even be like Jesus. That would be unfair, unjust. And God is not unjust. Jesus became nothing. Just like we are. And the more you walk with Jesus, the more you will realize you are nothing. You are nothing. You can't change anything. Jesus can. It's Jesus in us. Now, it says, Who made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man, men. And being found in fashion as a man, he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen? He came down here to be just like us. He came down here to walk just like we have to walk. And he started at nothing. He started at nothing. Ground zero. The beginning line. Just like we have to. 
Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I'm excited about the next weeks about looking at this because he is, he is able. He is able. There is nothing impossible with God. Nothing impossible with God. God can take the least, the most fearful, the most rebellious, the biggest sinners. He can take the worst he can take the ones that are so afraid they don't even want to go outside. He can take those. He can take those and make them into the image of himself. We can't. He can. He can. And not only can he, he likes to. He wants to. Otherwise, his death, burial, and resurrection would be in vain. If he died for you, took your sin, your sickness, your disease, your curses, took them and went to hell with them, and God raised him from the dead, and he couldn't fix you, it'd be in vain. It'd be in vain. It would absolutely be in vain. But it's not in vain. The only thing that is required of us is we believe it. We trust him. We trust him. That's faith. Faith is nothing but trust. We trust in what he tells us. We trust in how he leads us. We trust in his word. We commit to it. We commit to him. And if you will commit to him, he is able to deliver you and make you into his own image. That when you look in the mirror, one day you will see Jesus in you. In you. And you will walk just like him. He takes the worst and he makes them the best. He is able. He is able. That one thing that is between you and God that you cannot seem to get rid of, he is able. There is enough grace. And if that's not enough, there's more grace. He giveth more grace. He is able to take the weakest, the worst, and make them the best. Make him Jesus. Amen? We're going to stop there today. If you do not have Jesus in your heart, you need him. He's the one that leads. He's the one that died for you. He's the one that paid for your sin. That's the man that paid for you. That's the man that went to hell for you. The Holy Ghost didn't go to hell for you. Jesus did. The Holy Ghost didn't endure the cross for you. Jesus did. And he did it because he loved you and me. And that was the only way he was going to get us saved. So you need to have Jesus in your heart. If you will pray with me, we will get you there. Because it's Jesus in me speaking. And it's Jesus talking to you right now. That, that conviction in your heart, that's the Lord Jesus Christ talking to you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ leaving the 99 sheep and going after you. Isn't that beautiful?
Isn't that lovely? He leaves the 99 and he goes to get you. How do you get to him? Pray this prayer with me. Jesus. Jesus. Become Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Lead me. Guide me. Take my life and fix me. And I ask this in your name. And it is written in your word, anything we ask in the name of Jesus, he will do. Amen? Amen. My Heavenly Father, I pray now. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I give thanks. I give thanks, Father, I thank you. I give thanks for your power. I give thanks, Father, for Jesus here. Father, I thank you there is one greater than the temple here, right here. There is one greater than anything in this world right here with us. I thank you, Jesus, you're here. I thank you, Jesus, you're right here. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, you're here. You're here to deliver. I thank you, Father, you're here to heal. I thank you, Jesus, that you are greater than any disease. You are greater than any demon. You are greater than any bondage. I thank you, you're here. I thank you, you're here. I thank you, Jesus, you're here. I thank you, Jesus, you're here. I thank you, Jesus. I get thanks. I get thanks, Jesus. 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 Father, I pray. I pray now for those listening. Father, I pray. For those watching, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the power of God now on this meeting. I thank you for your power now, the same power that you used to raise Jesus from the dead is here. Father, I thank you. Father, I pray right now. I pray for that one with insanity. Father, I pray for that with insanity. I pray for those that have the spirit of insanity. I pray for them now. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus is greater than insanity. Jesus is greater than insanity. I thank you, Jesus bore insanity. I thank you, he paid for insanity. I thank you the gathering was no fear to Jesus. I give thanks, Father. I pray. I break the devil's power. I break the devil's, the devil's power of insanity now in Jesus' name. I break the power of insanity now in the name of Jesus. 
Yeah, I break the power of insanity now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of insanity now in the name of Jesus. I break that terror of fear that comes with insanity now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of terror. I break the power of terror. I break the power of insanity now in the name of Jesus. He is greater than insanity. Thank you, Jesus. He is greater than that terror. I thank you, Jesus. I break the power of insanity now in Jesus' name. Loose them in the name of Jesus. Loose them. Loose them. Loose them. Loose them. Loose them. Loose them in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I see a spirit, a picture in my spirit of a drawing of a man wailing because of that insanity. I break your power and I loose you in Jesus' name. I loose you in Jesus' name. I break the power of the Spirit. I loose you from it in the name of Jesus. You cannot have them one more day. I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power. 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 spirit I get thanks Jesus I get thanks Jesus I get thanks Jesus I get thanks Jesus he will not leave you alone I get thanks Jesus will not leave you in your same state he will not leave you in your same state. I get thanks. I rebuke this spirit in Jesus' name. I rebuke this spirit in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you 
in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You come out of them now in the name of Jesus. Come out now. Come out now. Come out now. Come out now. Oh, yes, you are. Come out now. It is the name of Jesus. 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 Come out now. Come out now. It is the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus. Come out now in Jesus' name. Yes, now. Come out 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 now. Shut up and come out now. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.